Welcome to the MG Kitchen Podcast. This is where you're going to learn all about how to cook very simple food, very easily, very quickly, and with relatively simple ingredients. It's not going to be complicated. It's not going to be a nightmare. It's going to be something you can do for all the family. It's going to be something you're going to really enjoy, particularly in these difficult times. We're all locked down and we're having to find things to do around the house. This evening on MG's Kitchen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be making a pot roast. Now, this is not necessarily to be eaten tonight because it's like everything that I make, which is of a stewy nature. The longer you cook it, the better. I've got a rather nice piece of meat here, which is, in fact, a sort of brisket of beef, which is what you can usually get. This is actually called a British beef topside. It's quite small. Um, it's about um, five, just under 500 kilograms. Uh, it costs about five quid, something like that. You can probably find cheaper. Um, it's a beautiful piece of meat which is good for boiling and braising and generally stewing and what you're going to do is you're going to accompany it with some onions, uh, I'm going to put a bit of garlic, some tomatoes, uh, some um, carrots, some celery, some parsley, so I've got a lovely bunch of freshly chopped parsley and you're basically going to cook it for as long as you like, the longer the better, just make sure it doesn't dry out uh, and I'll be telling you exactly how to cook it uh, coming up next. This is pot roast, this is MG's Kitchen. Now, first thing you've got to do is you've got to brown the meat, okay? So what you do is you put, I would say, in a um, reasonably solid-looking either casserole pot or possibly um, a decent saucepan, because you can cook this on top of the stove. Uh, you're going to put some vegetable oil into the, um, into the pot. Then you're going to literally put the, uh, uh, the meat in there as well, and it's going to cook through. You're just going to brown it on the outside. It just seals it. Um, and what that does... Gives you an opportunity to cut all the other bits and pieces that you need to do. So I've already liked got the carrots out and they've been peeled, ready to chop. This is my bit of garlic that I'm just doing here. I've got an onion as well. Because once it's all browned on all sides, the other thing you might want to add in, by the way, is a little bit of um, wine. So have some wine ready. It doesn't matter really what it is. Red, preferably. Salt and pepper is important. You might need some bay leaves, maybe. That's always good for something like this. You might need some... Um, thyme if you have it if you have any other fresh herbs it's always good it's literally like it's like a lot of things that i make uh, you can put lots of different things into it whatever you like I mean, if you wanted to put other vegetables in apart from just celery and carrots and onions and garlic you could do that too i mean i prefer just to keep it simple because you'll be serving this i would say with any number of different things you can serve it with pasta you can serve it with mashed potatoes you can serve it with roast potatoes you can serve it with um jacket potatoes if, if you like I mean it's just is a really versatile and brilliant dish and it's always gorgeous and if the next day you've got some left over you can make a rather nice brisket sandwich with it as well now you might be able to hear that it's starting to sizzle in the pan which of course is what you want so what you need is a, a, a sort of a wooden spoon just to turn it slowly some people at this point put a bit of flour in the pot as well I don't do that till later on because of course what the flour does is it makes it nice and uh, nice and thick in terms of the juice. So there we go. It's getting cooked there, so we'll turn that over. Cook it on the other side. Put a little glass of wine while we're doing it. Today, by the way, I've got this rather nice one I got from Waitrose. It's called Castillo de Olite. And it's from Spain. And it is Navarra, the Navarra region of Spain, which if anybody knows anything about Spain, is a very nice part of Spain. I'm also going to add in, just for good measure, because I have it in the fridge and I might as well use it up. I've got a little um, packet of pancetta ham. 
Because one of the things that's great about pancetta is you put it in with any other kind of meat and it just gives it a nice little flavour. It's like putting a bit of bacon in there, which is always good. And as you can hear, the meat is spitting a little bit, so we're going to take it out. It's, it's now just sealed on the outside, so it looks nice and brown. It's not actually in any way cooked, obviously, it's going to cook for quite a long time. And we're now putting in some onions and some garlic. And I'm also going to add in the pancetta. You don't miss a beat, by the way. You can turn it down a little bit. It was on four. So it's very hot, this vegetable. I don't know quite why it's so hot, but never mind. Um, then we can cool it down slightly. And I've got some carrots and some celery to add in as well. And then you can start to get into the business of putting all the other flavours, like the salt, the pepper. You're going to be adding some, like I say, uh, herbs, some, some parsley, certainly, some... Um, you might want to have some beef stock at the ready as well, because that's kind of what we're dealing with. But it really is one of the great dishes um, to have pretty much any time of the day, I mean, day or night. I mean, it's not really what you would call a summery dish. So if it is very hot, you might find it a little bit overbearing. And I'm just cutting up some uh, carrots here. Because it's just a lovely flavour. And like everything that you cook for a long time, the longer you cook it, the better it is. It really is quite delicious. Don't be shy with the, uh, the herbs either. Just put as many in as you like. I mean, it's already smelling great. It's hardly, you know, I've hardly done anything to it yet. I've got my um, salt going in. A bit of pepper. turns is usually pretty good I would say. And by the time you put the meat back in you will have cooked quite a substantial amount of the onions and the carrots and the garlic um, to the point where they're nice and soft and sort of shiny and then you'll cover once again you don't have to cover it completely but you'll cover it with water and let it just stew you just have to turn it every now and again to make sure each part of it is cooked as you would want it to be. A little carrot going in there. So much fun to cook this as well, you know. And I have got, like I say, a relatively small. Obviously, the bigger the piece of brisket, the bigger the piece of meat, the longer you have to cook it for. But that's kind of, hopefully, if you've learned anything from MG's kitchen over the last few weeks and months, you've learned the basics like that. If you are going to cook something which is bigger, it takes longer to cook. You think rocket science, you know what I'm saying? Get the parsley out. Take a pretty good handful of that. I love fresh parsley, I really do. Fresh herbs of any kind are really pretty good. The parsley in particular is great. We'll come back to you in a moment. First thing you're going to need to make pot roast is a bit of brisket of beef. It can sometimes be called brisket of beef, it can sometimes be called silver side. 500 grams is what you'll need. It's usually got a bit of string tied around it and it's a lovely, lovely piece of beef. A bit of vegetable oil, two carrots, and you're going to have those sliced, two sticks of celery, one onion, one clove of garlic, a couple of bay leaves, some oregano, I would say about a teaspoon, one tomato uh, chopped up, half a cup of red wine, a handful of chopped fresh parsley, a couple of cups of water to very nearly cover it so that it cooks for a long time, a bit of salt and pepper, 
And that's basically it. Just cook it for as long as you can, as long as you want, until you start to see it kind of almost fall off the, um, the, the, the string that's around it. And I would serve it with some mashed potatoes, which you can find a recipe for in an earlier MG's Kitchen episode. Join me again next time for another episode of MG's Kitchen. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And if you want to show me your creations, tweet me at MG's Kitchen.